Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Lost and Founder. We're almost at week 10 of Lost and Founder, which is quite surprising. I'm very pleased that we've managed to keep doing this and I'm very, very grateful to everyone who's been tuning in each step of the way. So thank you everyone for for listening so far. Episode 9, we're going to be talking about a couple of topics. Firstly, I wanted to touch on focus and how hard it is to find focus and regain focus as an individual but also as uh, as a team. I wanted to talk about writing and how I've been trying to write more and how that's been helping me develop my thoughts and think more clearly. And then thirdly and finally I wanted to talk about habits and how how my habits have been going and the importance of habits, what I've been learning about habits, and a little check-in on some of the habits that I, I've talked about in previous episodes. Hopefully that sounds like an interesting show. So let's dive right in. I wanted to talk about focus this week because it's really popular and common advice that I hear a lot and that I hear other people giving a lot and that is to focus in a business to focus 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 obviously the more we focus the more we can channel our energy as individuals and collectively as a team into fewer things and by doing that you usually end up doing better work you do you spread yourself less less uh thinly across lots of things and you can usually do fewer things better. I truly believe in focus and focus being a really beneficial thing and a really positive thing to aim for. I feel that with focus you often can simplify things too and uh, I've written quite a bit in the past about how naturally as a as a business as you grow you lose you lose the simplicity that you had in the early days and that naturally you losing simplicity happens over time and you have to you have to fight for it each step of the way you have to actively fight against complexity and i think focus and simplicity are quite quite related in many ways or at least they are to me and i think not only is it hard to find focus perhaps the harder thing is once you've already lost focus and you have to try and regain that focus because once you lose that focus or you start letting complexity creep in, it's even harder to regain that focus and regain that that simplicity because you have to start taking things away and removing things. And when you start losing things and reducing and deleting and erasing stuff, you then start to come across other challenges. And it's not just, what if we don't do that thing? What if we don't do this thing? You start to bring in sort of loss aversion, like the fear of losing things. And you start to assign value to a lot of the things you have already done. And often that can be really difficult to overcome because you haven't done a lot of these things stupidly or with the wrong intentions necessarily but you've now got to 
undo work that's already been done. You've got to step backwards and 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 revisit things that previously had been decided. And in a team, that can often be really challenging because that often means telling people that stuff they've worked on is now going to get deleted or that their work has is no longer required and that's incredibly demotivating but it's so and this is why trying to regain focus is is so hard and why ideally the best thing is to not lose that focus in the first place but that's that's really really hard and trying to find focus ultimately helps everyone and that's a good reminder that even in the short term when people are frustrated that something they've worked on is going to either be shut down or or eliminated <laughs> that the future is brighter not because their work was necessarily bad but for the collective of the whole team and the whole, the, the whole company it's better for everyone that the company does less and that there is tremendous value in doing fewer things better. Very realistically and practically speaking, it goes squared. We've built a lot of things in our history and over time, and we are now in a position where we have a very large software platform that has a lot of surface area, a lot of interface, a lot of underlying technical considerations, a lot of code and a lot of use cases, a lot of different types of customers. And all of those things have their benefits. You know, having lots of customers is great. Having a diverse range of customers is also makes us very resilient. Having a large product means we can cater to lots of use cases and make lots of people quite happy. But where it becomes challenging is that having all of these different use cases, different customers, large amounts of code, large uh, surface area in terms of interfaces and, and product means that as a small team, you end up getting spread very thinly across things. And often you can find that it becomes a bit like whack-a-mole where you're, you're sort of fixing something in one place and something else pops up somewhere else that needs your attention and then you go and fix that other thing and then something else pops up and that ultimately it's impossible to please all of the people all of the time it's impossible to fix every bug and to make every part of the product or the company as great as you want it to be and that's a real dilemma because then obviously the the solution is to to reduce things to cut things back to go back to some core things to to focus on fewer things but of course the big challenge is which things to focus on which parts to make better which customers to listen to which use cases to make much 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 stronger and that's where decision making comes in and that's where prioritization comes in and that's where focus becomes this much more challenging thing. It's not this superficial thing that you just delete a few things here and there and that gives you focus. Focus is about fundamental change. It's about saying no to really, really, really good 
ideas, good concepts, good features and good customers in the knowledge and the belief that increased focus and doing fewer things better is going to be dramatically better for the whole company than to do lots of things in an okay way. And I think the thing to keep reminding yourself of is how much better things can be when you focus more, how much lighter and freer your team can feel when they are focusing on fewer things, when they can grasp a small number of things and really put their heart and soul into those few things and how much of a benefit that reduced stress and anxiety and fear of, of all of those complex and additional things is, is lifted from them. That simplicity and that focus has so many knock-on effects to make the team happier, more productive, more optimistic, more focused themselves and helps them do better work, which makes them feel great, which in turn helps the whole team feel great. And a team that feels great tends to perform much better than a team that feels, feels completely burnt out. Second topic I want to talk about this week was writing and I guess maybe it's slightly ironic that I'm talking about writing on a podcast but one of the things I find very helpful when I'm trying to learn something new or when I'm trying to get my thoughts together on solving a complex problem is to write down my thoughts and I think this is actually an approach that I really feel can help a lot of teams out. Often when, when we're as a team, we're trying to figure something out, we'll often want to have a meeting. And I know, I know a lot of people find this, they, uh, you're trying to get through something and you often the first reaction is to get everyone together, have a chat through and work it out. Sometimes that approach can be really good, but I think often it can really help when you're trying to figure complex things out to write down where the stuff you already are thinking through and and what's already on your mind. And often with meetings, it's a good idea to write down as much as possible ahead of time, because if you're anything like me, then writing your thoughts down, writing something out can really help you clarify your own thinking. And I find that when I write about a topic. So for instance, I've recently been writing down the stuff I've learned about habits. It's made me realize the things that are very clear and easy to understand for me. And it's made me realize the parts which are less clear and less well understood for me. And by doing that, it's, it's helped me clarify and, and understand the whole subject better. I've also found that the more I write about a subject, often the more it helps me learn that subject itself. And it's almost like how if you need to teach someone something, it will often encourage you to learn about the thing more. So for instance, if you want to learn about a complex topic, trying to teach someone else about the topic is going to push you to make sure your level of understanding is up to a certain point that can ensure you're actually 
able to comprehend what you're talking about. So I find that when I'm trying to take my lessons from having read a book or having to understand a new topic, it often I'll set myself the task of writing about it. And that will quickly show me where I'm weak and strong and hopefully focus my energy on getting those learnings together, getting what I've learned together and and getting it condensed down to a point where I not only understand it myself better, but understand it well enough that I can provide something of value to other people. A few weeks ago, I spoke about building healthy habits and I'd just been reading uh, the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. And I've since managed to finish that book, Wuhei. And I feel like I've learned so much from that book. It's not a difficult read, it's not a long book, but it's so densely packed with valuable advice, practical guidance on how to build healthier habits, healthier routines, and how to eliminate some of the bad habits we, we all have. And I guess I just wanted to touch base because I, I think I said in, in a few episodes ago that I'd been trying to adopt a few new habits and I kind of wanted to check in with myself and uh, and almost share where, where, where I'm at so far on some of those habits. And I guess some of the highlights for me have been that I've really been trying to write more, which has been very helpful and obviously related to everything we've just been talking about on on writing, but I've been I've been using a great app that I'll link to in the show notes called Ulysses. And essentially it gives you a goal for how many words you write every day or every week. And I've been really trying to write 200 words a day, which is, well, it's a lot more than I've been writing in the past, but it also feels somewhat achievable. And for, for most of the days since I've set that goal, which was a few weeks ago, I've really been trying to do that. I haven't always publish those words say on my blog but I have been finding it very helpful to get into the habit of regularly writing regularly finding things to write and I find actually that often days where I don't have anything on my mind to write about if I still just tell myself I'm going to write 200 words somehow my mind manages to get 200 words out of me somehow sometimes it's total gibberish (laughs) but sometimes it's it's not bad, even if I say so myself. So I'd highly encourage trying that out if you want to write more, maybe setting a smaller goal of, I don't know, 10 words, 50 words, or just writing for two minutes and seeing if that helps you build more of a habit of writing. And I guarantee that if you can get into that habit, it's going to help help you write more and write better. I guess another another couple of habits, I've been trying to do my skipping, <laughs> but I, I've really been struggling on that. And that's something I need to work on. I think perhaps setting myself a lower goal there. I was previously trying to skip for at least 15 minutes and it's a classic example of maybe overshooting too soon. So I, I think I'm gonna scale that back, but I really want to maintain that habit because while I was doing it, I felt fantastic. I guess also another thing I've been trying for the last week or two has been working without a to-do list. And this has felt terrifying for me. I pretty much live my life or have been living my life with a to-do list for years. I I haven't totally eliminated my to-do list, but instead of planning my week or my days with to-dos at the start of the day, I've started to block the time out in my calendar and I kind of tried to get it down to sort of half hour increments, maybe even 15 minute increments, mostly in the work day. I haven't really been as 
strict in my spare time, but I've been finding this, well, both extremely insightful, but also somewhat alarming because I have had a real tendency to overcommit my time. And the knock-on effect of that has been letting people down because I, I'll often want to say yes to a task that I can help people with and and then not being able to deliver it. And and it the other effect it's also had is often making me feel bad. I feel terrible if I get to the end of the day and sometimes I've got more items on my to-do list than I started with. So working with my calendar instead of my to-do list has really made me much more considerate about what I say yes to and when I commit work to be done. And so now instead of saying, I'll pop that on my to-do list, I can be more conscious about whether or not I can take on the work today, tomorrow, if it's going to push something else off of my agenda. And it makes me more considerate about how valuable the work I've already committed to is versus the work that might be coming in. So that's been quite valuable for me. And I've done that for a week and a half, two weeks now. And I'm not going to stop yet because it's proving very, very valuable and I'm learning a lot. So that's a little update on some of my habits, plenty more that I could share, but I don't want to risk boring you to death. So hopefully those are some useful things. And if you've got questions about habits, if you've got a habit you want to change, start, stop, I'd love to hear from you. So please do get in touch. So there we have it. That's another episode of Lost and Founder. That's episode nine in the bag. And I just wanted to recap on some of the maybe the action items or the takeaways from from this episode because I, I hope they're helpful. I guess on the topic of focus, just if you're trying to find focus individually or as a company, just remind yourself that it's about saying no to really, really good ideas. It's very, very difficult. Don't be afraid to take time to yourself to figure this stuff out because if you're not clear yourself on what your priorities are and what you need to do and what's important to you, then it's going to make finding focus a lot harder. And I guess with focus, also remind yourself that the likelihood is that not everyone is going to love the decisions you make to focus your business. And that's okay. You don't necessarily need to make everyone happy. That's often a really sure way to make to lose focus so try to focus on making the best call for the overall business and the best goal over the medium to long term and make sure don't ignore people's feedback i've always found that it's best to listen and digest it make sure you understand it and use that to feed into your decision making and and make sure it can be addressed as best as possible Finding focus is really hard. So I wish you the best of luck. And if you are struggling, get in touch and often a problem shared is a problem halved. On the subject of writing, I guess my main advice is just that if you're struggling with a complex topic, you're struggling to get your head around something tricky and, and challenging, try writing it out, scribbling it down, typing it up and see if that helps you clarify your thinking. I know it does for me and I, I hope it does for you too. And then finally on the topic of habits, 
If you're struggling to maintain your habits and you've found that you've fallen off the bandwagon a little bit with some of the habits you've been trying to adopt, whether it's getting to the gym, going for a run, eating healthily, saving money, just try to bring them back in the smallest way possible. Try not to stop. Try to just bring them back and scale them down. Think about how you can chip away at that habit with two minutes a day or uh, a tiny, tiny fraction of what you think is, is, is realistic. Try, try to do an almost laughably small amount of that habit a day and just try to get that into your routine. And if you can do that, then I'm sure the world will be your oyster. Thanks again for tuning in to Lost and Founder. I massively appreciate all of the kind uh, feedback I've been receiving on every episode. And I can't wait to bring you episode 10 next week. It's really been fascinating to just get to know so many people through this podcast and to, to build it into the routine and to, to have the opportunity to share some of what I am learning and going through every, every week with other people. I hope it's continuing to be valuable and helpful for you all. And I hope you go on to have a lovely day and a lovely week ahead. And I'll see you next time. Bye.